To come and take a little time out with me, just take five. Stop your busy day and take the time out to see I am alive. I've been going out of the way just so I can spend my day. Not a single word do we say. It's a pantomime, not a play. Still, I know what I'm talking about. I can jingle down to my feet when your smile is all too discreet. Send me off away. I want to welcome to Jazz 88 the beautiful Marilyn May, the marvelous Marilyn May. <laughs> I love this woman, and I'm so thrilled to be able to interview her. How are thank you? Thank you. I love all those accolades. <laughs> How are you today? I'm great. I'm great. I'm, I'm packing. <laughs> I bet you are. You've got a five-day stint coming up here in our Twin Cities. At right. I've got a fast trip to another city this weekend, and then and then uh, uh, on to uh, Minneapolis. I'm thrilled. This, this is our fourth engagement there. In, in, a, in a year, I think. I, th I think so, too. I saw you, I think, a year ago, March, and fell in love with you right then and there. So Thank you, Ben. Yeah, you're welcome. It's been such an interesting year, and as much as I want to delve into the details of your business, I want to get to this about what this last year was like for you as a performer. How did it affect you, and uh, how do you carry your desire to continue on when there are so many uh, restrictions right now on how we're performing and how we're commuting. How, how is that affecting you? Well, just recently, um, I'm able to appear again. Um, I, my last engagement was in St. Louis at a great, uh, great club there called Jazz St. Louis. And uh, we were there with our 17-piece band concert for four nights, March 9, 10, 11, 12. Oh boy. And the 12th, from the 12th, I was to drive, I was, I drove back to Kansas City because I live in Kansas City. My house is there, but I have an apartment in New York. And so the plan was to drive back to Kansas City and fly to my engagement in Palm Springs and then fly back to New York from Palm Springs. As we drove back to Kansas City, of course, it was, as I say, uh, it was February, no, March, March 10th. And um, and we decided that you know that there's no way to they decided that Palm Springs was canceled, and it's a it's an engagement that I do twice a year, so I've had that's canceled twice <laughs> now, and then we always do a great club called Feinstein's Fifty Four Below in New York City for eight nights in April. My birthday is in April. So once again, I think this was our fourth year of celebrating my birthday and um, for eight nights. And of course, that was canceled. Then in October, right after Minneapolis, we would have gone directly to New York to 54 Below again, because usually we play it in October again for eight nights. And of course, that's canceled. So we're very grateful to crooners. I've had all kinds of things between... In June, in the last June was the Iridium, and the whole summer, uh, lots and lots of engagements that were canceled. It was one of my busiest years ever. And um, I think maybe because of my age, uh, they thought the old girl was gonna kick off any minute, so they better book her. So we, <laughs> we were going to a lot of theaters that I, that I haven't ever worked. So, you know, everything canceled. So finally, in August, there is an engagement in Provincetown, Massachusetts, that I play once a year, and this would have been my this was my tenth year, 
and they built an outdoor, uh, totally outdoors, not, not in a tent, it was totally open air. And it was between the ocean and a swimming pool in a hotel that had a swimming pool area. It was set up beautifully with sound and lights and we were there for our usual week there in, in Provincetown. Then back to Kansas City and now we're going to be, I'm so thrilled, I've never played a tent before. <laughs> it's a tent. It's an open air tent. There is an engagement in Provincetown, Massachusetts that I play once a year. And this would have been my, this was my 10th year. And the people always applaud a lot and they, you know, it's always standing ovations and they laugh a lot and they're a wonderful audience and they really love the music. They love the Great American Songbook. And, um, but this year, uh, my, my tech people were stationed up, up where they could see the audience, where they could really get a view of the audience through all the show. And, um, and I was told after almost every show that there were many people in the audience who cried at, at the songs, at the, at the um, meaningful songs, one being What the World Needs Now is Love, oh, and another one, The Secret of Life, that I do and will be doing in Minneapolis. And um, uh, they, you know, they were so thrilled to be there. And, and so everything is touching every, all of us much deeper than usual this year. It's nice to hang our troubles on the hook on the entranceway in and just listen to someone fill our hearts like you. Well, thank you. Thank oh, you. We, I'm, I'm excited about being up there because it's five nights in a row. Yes. And, and um, the, the audiences up there have been so warm and so receptive to what we do. So, and probably because of your program with you playing the kind of music that we do that you've educated the audience up there. So it's great, in, into the Great American Songbook. Well, the Great American Songbook, there's nothing like it. And as a matter of fact, if people aren't, they don't even know it sometimes that they've been listening to that music their whole life in movies, backgrounds of their life, their parents probably listen to it. When you bring the songs, you don't just sing the songs, you bring the songs to life, Marilyn. Thank you. What's so beautiful is that you touch the heart, you grab the meaning, and if... What I, you know what I really love about you? Not only do you touch people's hearts with your songs and your delivery, but how you can do what the kids now call a mashup. Play one over the other and come back around to the original one. You are a creative genius when it comes to that. And I love it. Well, they, in my world, they're called medleys. And yes, now <laughs> kids call them mashups. And uh, I love doing that. I mean, I have all my life. Recently, I, I was privileged that Computer Guru found a lots of the Johnny Carson shows and some that I had not seen. And I, I did the show 76 times, you know, and, and I had never seen a lot of those songs and he had quite a few of them. And uh, I watched them and, and I thought, oh, there's that medley and there's that medley and there's that medley. And I, I thought, I'm going to steal from myself. <laughs> I'll do those again because I forgot all about certain songs. So we'll be doing some, for me, new stuff that I created Johnny Carson years ago. 76 times. Is that that you broke the record as far as being a featured vocalist, didn't you? Yeah, the, the singer's record. And the nice thing is, on, in one of the clips, he said, and I'm told tonight that this is her 70th time on our show. So that kind of proves, <laughs> proves a lot of it. <laughs> I was glad he said that. <laughs>
My guest is Marilyn May, and she's coming to Crooners Wednesday night through Sunday night of next week. Her first date, of course, is Wednesday, October 14th, finishing up on Sunday, October 18th. Here's a song right now called Too Late Now on Jazz 88. Too late now. I'm Patty Peterson, and let's get back to the interview that I did with her over Zoom. Marilyn May is performing at Crooners Wednesday night, October 14th through Sunday, October 18th. And Marilyn May, welcome to the show. I want to talk a little bit just about my I'm curious about this because I don't know this particular thing about you. When you were growing up, were you, did you come from a musical family? I'm always my my mother. I'm, I'm I have no siblings. You're so lucky. You how many siblings do you have? I have four siblings. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Well, yeah. see, I'm I'm an only child, and my and my daughter is an only child. But but the but my mother played piano. She played really good piano and could transpose. Wow. And she was very musical herself. And she decided she would have a daughter and that I would be a singer, and my mother was a strong lady, so she planned all that. Talking about starting careers, how? what was your first gig? How did that come to be? Oh, wow. We did amateur contests when I was eight and nine and 10 years old, my mother and I. We would enter amateur contests, and uh, I think the, the grand prize was $5. Oh. <laughs> and, we usually, and we usually won. And one of the grand prizes was a radio show in Topeka, Kansas for 13 weeks and I was nine years old. So I guess that's my first gig. And then in, the, in, in high school, I had a radio show in Des Moines, Iowa. And then I went on to radio in Louisville, Kentucky, where, they, where I was doing a, the, twice a week with a small combo. And on Friday, it was with a full orchestra. Can you imagine on radio? <laughs> that's how old I am. <laughs> so a full orchestra on radio, and I'm singing. It was a great experience for two years. And then I started hitting the clubs. Talk a little bit about the Steve Allen connection. Well, Steve is the reason for, for me as far as nationally is concerned. Steve uh, saw me in Kansas City in this little club that we worked for, for um, five, eight years, five nights a week. And uh, he happened to drop in and... Uh, he at that time had just the Steve Allen show, not the Tonight Show, but the Steve Allen show in Hollywood and brought me out there. I worked it probably, I appeared on that show maybe five times. And on the fifth time before, the, before his show went off the air totally, an executive from RCA saw me and said, I want to record you with RCA. And, and so we have seven albums. On, and, and I said, well, I've had an offer from another record company. He said, I want to do it with a full orchestra and with main musicians, and it's going to be, <laughs> going to be important. <laughs> I said, you've sold. <laughs> I love it. I love that Johnny would say, and 
that, folks, is the way that it's done after you would sing, right? Yes, Something like yes, that. Yes, he would, yes. Well, you've had some fun people work with you at Crooners. And I know that it was Gary Rayner and I think it was uh, Dave Schmollenberger, bassist. Yes, Gary Rayner's done every engagement with me. Okay. Uh, worked with him years ago and remembered that he was in Minneapolis and, and he's there. And uh, uh, Schmollenberger is with, with this on drums. And and Ted Firth has done the last few engagements. This time, Billy Stritch, who's worked with me since he was a young kid. And um, he, he will be with me this time. So it'll be fun with Billy. And um, he, he's brilliant, and you'll hear him on the uh, Lush Life recording. Well, I also heard a recording of Take Five. Talk a little bit about that. It's swinging. That's on the album Meet Marvelous Marilyn May. That's on the first album. And it was a big band of who's who, all incredible. George DeVivier was on bass, and, and um, Mel, Mel Lewis was on drums, and, and, and all the or the the orchestra was who's who. I wish I could give you all those names um, later. <laughs> later, I'll give you. But uh, it was it was recorded in, um, and Don Costa did the arrangements. And Don Costa, you know, did the charts for for Frank Sinatra and, and everybody else. And um, he did he arranged the ballads. You know, it was, it was a great experience on that album. I'm just so thrilled that we get to have the marvelous Marilyn. May in the Twin Cities. You warm our hearts and with each time you appear more people buzz about you and more people buzz about you. I'm and so grateful to you and and all of your family and uh, the people in Minneapolis because I think you've educated the audiences toward entertainment and the good music because their reaction is always so warm and so kind of over the over the top and i'm thrilled about that because uh, uh it, it it is in the middle west it's not it's not the new york of the world and here they are this very very hip wonderful audience yes but i think what's wonderful about the way you are on stage your commanding presence your delivery of the heartfelt songs the fun songs and those high kicks, my dear. How in the world are you still doing those? <laughs> Once in a while, I have to hang on to the mic stand. <laughs> but okay. that's okay. And I, and I have friends that say, you've got to hang on to that stand, Marilyn. And I always say, no, 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 I don't. I don't need to. And they, they worry for me. <laughs> Ooh, it's just so fun. I know when I saw you, you were on your way last year to go celebrate a certain birthday at the Purple Room in Palm Springs or something like that. Do you mind saying what your age is? I was 92 in, in April. <laughs> that was my birthday. Now they've already booked us uh, at 54 Below. It's a, it's a tradition in the last three or four years, well, the last four years yes. at 54 Below that we work my birthday. And um, 92 was it. So, so Walter Marks, you know, you know that name, this great songwriter okay. um, who wrote Golden Rainbow Shine Above Me and all the great songs for that particular Broadway show and many other songs. And he was in my audience last October and he wrote me an adorable song called 92 and I'm Not Through, oh. which I told him that was, the, that was the title of my show. And I guess we could call the show at Crooners 92 I'm Not Through. It's an adorable song and I don't get to do it. I didn't get to do it. And he said, I'll be in the audience Well, he lives in New York. So now he's got to write 93 I'm Young, You'll See. <laughs>
Well, it's great to speak with with a, with a singer because you get it. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> I do get it, and you are an inspiration. I, I let let me ask you one more thing. How do you keep your tool strong? How do you take care of yourself with a lifetime long career of show after show? How do you do that? I'm blessed. I I I, I am totally blessed. I never smoked. I think that's a big issue with me, that why my voice is hanging in there. And um, I really don't, I, I take vitamins and that's all. I don't take any medication. I don't take anything for blood pressure or any, you know. Uh, and um, I, just, I just keep doing what I do. I keep moving. And, there, and I think positive attitude, and I, I think maybe that's the message these days, just try so hard with all the negative stuff we hear, we hear on television. But I think just keeping on and always singing and, and my teaching has kept me vocal. I, I really don't vocalize per se every, every day. I, I should and I don't advocate that you, that you not do that, but I don't. And, and uh, I'm, I'm blessed. I realize I'm very blessed. Um, I, I just, uh, I think positive attitude, if you can just try to know that it's gonna get better soon just keep thinking that way and and life continues in, in a much lovelier style well that is all absolutely wonderful i can't wait to greet you when you are at crooners for five shows in a row and welcome back we'll get to we'll get to elbow <laughs> oh yeah right exactly bless you because you're going to bring a lot of joy to people's hearts and that's what it's all about, Marilyn May. The I'm mother. very excited to be there with all of you. Thank you. And Mary T, here I come. <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll let her know you said so. Thank you and much love and gratitude. Love to you. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you so much for calling. I will be talking to you very soon. Thanks again. I you too. Okay. Every day. Bye, sweetheart. Leftover dreams. Honey. But here's my rainy day Here's that rainy day They told me all about And I laughed at the thought That it might turn out 